The views expressed on the following broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of KHLT, Take 12 Radio, or our affiliates. The opinions on this show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice and are those of the host, co-host, and guest. Take 12 Radio and KHLT Recovery Broadcasting are not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. That's right, my friends. You have tuned in to the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show. Anthony's here. Hello. Denver's here. Howdy. Roger is on the phone. A hearty good morning. Yes. And the topic this week, the dangers of emotional dependency. Just don't drink. Walk, walk if you're ready. This is the place. That's right, my friends. You have tuned into the world's original recovery talk and positive music radio station. Broadcasting from the studios of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting on the outskirts of beautiful downtown Albany, Oregon. Where, in my opinion, it's always gorgeous up here. Denver would disagree. (laughs) There's days. There's days. There's days. Yes, indeedy. Well, welcome aboard. It is good to have our Southern California rep, Mr. Roger McDermott, on the phone with us once again, uh, who actually lives in Huntington Beach, California. Uh, are you are you down there this this month, or are you traveling somewhere in the great United States, Roger? No, I'm in Orange County this, this month and this week. Yeah, okay, good. Yes. You are a traveling guy, though. You love to travel. Yes, I, 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 you know, I've been in sales, outside sales for forty six years. So yeah. my office is my car, and I love it. Yeah, well, that's 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 great. And you have been a member of the recovery community for how many years? Well, I'm coming up on twenty five years, as uh, our friend Mickey B would say. I'm well into my twenty fifth year. Yeah, L- nice, nice. Hey, and I was thinking about this the other day. How did you and I meet? I mean, I'm sure it was through the radio station, right? No. Oh, it wasn't. Well, no. Yeah, we we met at a conference at Mariners Church in 2008 that oh, Dick B organized. That's right. That's right. We were at Mariners. That's is that in Riverside? No, it was in Irvine. Irvine. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. 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 And you were there. You were there broadcasting. I do believe. Yeah, I was there broadcasting, and Dick had me speak. Um. Yeah. Wow. What year was that? 2008. 2008. Well, we've been... I believe March. 
Wow, we've been buddies a long time. Uh, yes, indeed. Yes, and it is. It has been a good, good thing. Uh, all right. Um, well, today we're going to be talking about the dangers of emotional sobriety. But first, we always have to get interrupted. Excuse me, excuse me, Monty man. There I think it's is. time for me to interrupt you <laughs> and remind you that you have an important announcement for our listeners. But before you do that. Here is my objection just for you. <laughs> Have you ever seen a windbag, a windbag, a windbag? Have you ever seen a windbag? Well, here's one right now. Okay. <laughs> thank you, Cecil. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you, Cecil. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, T12 Recovery Radio will be... Uh, on location at Recovery in the Parking Lot, formerly known as Recovery in the Park. In Monte- Lot. <laughs> in Lot. Yeah. Now it's Recovery in the Parking Lot. It's going to be uh, at the parking lot of Hope Church, directly across from Elmer's Restaurant. Is that Highway 20? Yeah. 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 Highway, Highway 20 uh, here in Albany, Oregon. And we'll be out there tomorrow. Uh, the event starts at 5 o'clock and goes to 10. There's going to be live music. Free snow cones and food, um, giveaways, cardboard testimonies, uh, just all sorts of fun stuff. So we will be out there. Um, actually, I will be running another booth uh, for the Adult and Teen Challenge program. But Anthony and Denver and Marsha and maybe Dave Fleming, we, we'll see uh, if he decides to come out. They will be at the Take 12 Recovery Radio booth. So yeah. come come on by and say hi to the co-hosts. And uh, they will do a bang-up job. And, and if you've uh, if this is your first time listening, you'll learn a little bit more about them and Take 12 Recovery Radio. So that's Recovery in the Parking Lot. In the parking lot of Hope Church, directly across from Elmer's Restaurant on Highway 20 here in Albany, Oregon. That's tomorrow, um, the 13th. And snow cones. And snow cones. Snow cones. Yes, yeah. delicious. Yes. Um, so, so there we go there. Okay. Um we're going to take a really quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to tackle this uh, this topic, the dangers of emotional dependency, and just what is emotional dependency. We're going to talk about that when we come back. Don't go away. We'll be right back. This is the place. Hey there, it's the Monty Man with an opportunity for you to help Take 12 Recovery Radio break the stigma that is addiction. We have created a brand new flyer that you can download, print, and hand out to your friends, family, and your community, letting others know how they can tune into the world's original recovery talk and positive music radio station and podcast. Simply visit our website at take12radio.com. Scroll to the bottom of the page and click on download our flyer there you'll have two flyers to choose from so from all of us to all of you thank you for helping us to help others by handing out this simple flyer so others can benefit from the best in recovery talk journalism and positive music all at take12radio.com Hey, 
check it out. You can now access all of our shows from a variety of podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, Podomatic, and Player FM. Simply search for Take 12 Recovery Radio, and you'll be tuned into the best in recovery broadcast journalism. Also available at Take12Radio.com. Here we go. There's so many things I just can't do without you because I'm so emotionally dependent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, I can't smile without you. I can't smile without you. In fact, I, I can't laugh and I can't sing, that's for sure. I'm finding it hard to do anything. I feel sad when you're sad. <laughs> I feel glad when you're glad. But if you only knew what I'm going through, you see, I can't do anything without you because I'm so emotionally dependent. I can't live my life. I can't get up in the morning. I can't eat my dinner. I can't do anything. Nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> Poor Cecil. That's a, that's a sad state of affairs right there. Isn't it? Who's, Isn't it? Who's he it talking is. about? Who's Cecil talking about? <laughs> Whoever. Probably one of the most codependent songs I've ever heard in my oh. life. Uh, and, and Cecil can't sing with or without whoever. Right? Without. <laughs> but Roger, what do you think, man? I mean, do, we, do, you, do you know people that they just can't, they can't function unless certain people in their life are behaving to their expectations? I know quite a few people like that. In fact, they're, I think most of us in recovery are riddled with acquaintances uh, sponsees, uh, friends, family that are in that state of affairs. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, and, and if truth be known, we've probably all been through that and have experienced that ourselves. I mean, I, I remember there was a time, there was a time in my life when um, I absolutely thought, I mean, I was 100% convinced that I needed to have a best friend in my life that had my back 24-7 in order for me to function. And I, I would be so demanding of that friendship that I would actually chase that person away. It was rather pathetic. And, and at the time, I thought it was normal. I really didn't. And, and this is back, you know, during my college days. And I, I was definitely emotionally dependent on other people's behavior, other people's acceptance of me, um, in order for me to be comfortable in my own skin. And I think that is uh, probably a dilemma that many, many, many people live with. Uh, I, I, I know that we talk a lot about emotional sobriety. And, and so for the listener's sake, let's Let's just give you a, a, a user-friendly definition of emotional sobriety. So emotional sobriety is the ability to be comfortable in your own skin regardless of other people's behaviors, regardless of how they feel about you or don't feel about you, regardless of your circumstances. 
Uh, it doesn't mean it, it uh, other people's behavior doesn't sting. It doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. It doesn't mean that it's not painful, uh, uh, joyful, uh, ecstatic, uh, you know, all and every emotion in between. But what it means is it doesn't control you. So it's ludicrous to tell somebody that is hurting from somebody else's behavior, well, don't feel that way because they do feel that way. We're not saying don't feel the pain, don't feel the hurt. But when that pain and hurt um, it is dictating your behavior, yeah. right? right? Then you've become emotionally dependent. Uh, and by the way, if you would like an amazing workshop for free on this topic of emotional sobriety versus emotional dependency, I encourage you listeners to visit our website at take12radio.com. Click on the Recovery Workshops banner, and there you'll find Dr. Allen Berger's Step-by-Step -step Towards Emotional Sobriety. Uh, it's a, a workshop that he and I put together several years ago, and I know you'll get a lot out of it. Um, and, and so today we're talking about the dangers of emotional dependency, being so emotionally dependent on other people that you lose yourself in that. So I'm going to introduce five danger signs um, and uh, we'll talk about them as we go. But before we do that, um, Anthony, have you been emotionally dependent before on other people's oh, yeah. behavior? Oh, yeah. 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 Pull your mic towards you, buddy. Remember, you got to get Yeah. Get yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And and what and 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 how did that fare for you? Uh, people fail you, so uh, you know. Yeah. I the only person I should be dependent on is is my Creator Jesus Christ, uh, and if if I put my, my all my eggs in a human's basket, right, I'm gonna get broke. So, uh, and if I allow another human to put their eggs all in my basket. I run with eggs, so you run with yeah, eggs. They're gonna break. And <laughs> You're gonna let them down, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, no human's perfect, and, and <clears throat> to to think that somebody can, you know, be your, yeah. Just and, and and yet we all say with ease, nobody's perfect, but then we expect perfectionism from right. people around us all the time. Well, absolutely, yeah. Of right, of course. And, and so we depend. Uh, we become dependent. Um, on other people's behavior and then when they don't well let's say they do fulfill that then we raise the bar and it's never good enough right Denver what about you have, have, have you been uh, your life been thwarted by being dependent on other people or I mean you you kind of come across as a pretty independent guy these days but but there is past most certainly yes yeah. I have been you know what uh, we all crave fellowship you know sure and when you put too much stock into uh i, I don't want to say this person is my savior or or whatever but this person is, i got to have that yeah it, they are going to let you down sure you know it's put just, your mic up just a little bit there yeah uh they're going to let you down upward there you go buddy all right finally i'm out of the, <laughs> out of the picture of the youtube <laughs> Yeah. No, you're so, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I have been dependent on people before, most certainly, and they have, uh, I've allowed them, my expectations of them to fail. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it really was my expectations, expecting them to be something more than what they were. Right. You know. Expectations are premeditated resentments, aren't premeditated they? Premeditated resentments. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So. Yeah. So Roger, you you're you're a man who has experienced great loss in your life, right? I mean, uh, you were married how long? We were married from uh, 1974 until uh, Debbie died in two, January 2013. Yeah. So, talk to us uh, as coming from somebody who's been married. I mean, obviously, especially when we're talking. From a biblical perspective, uh, the two become one, right? They become one flesh. And there's a certain amount of dependency that goes on that is healthy um, that I'm sure you guys had. But when you lost your wife, what happened to your world? Well, it's, it's interesting. Uh, this whole subject is, uh, is a wonderful journey for me. Um, I can't tell you how timely it is because I'm involved with trying to be a caregiver for someone today Mm -hmm. for the last number of years. And I find myself uh, uh, emotionally distraught over it because while I'm trying to be of service, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. what I'm doing is enabling his inability to do life on life's terms. And that that's a that's a predicament that. I have found myself falling into under the guise of being in service in terms of my wife. Um, so realize that uh, the two of us got married at 22. Uh, I was probably about the age of 14 or 15, mm-hmm. um, emotionally and every other way. And even though I believed in Christ, my relationship with him was not as strong as it could be. And, and of course, being an alcoholic, that that brings all of the emotional and brokenness uh, with it. And she came from a traumatic uh, childhood as well. Both parents alcoholic, uh, abuse as a child, all kinds of stuff. Right. So that brings all sorts of new dynamics in, and and I didn't know how to deal with that. And then I, you know, then I ended up abandoning my family for eleven years. Wow. So when I came back, she was. Uh, deep in her disease and and ended up dying from alcoholism so i was in a better place when i came back realizing that i i had no control or power to fix her change her or do anything um but the but the vows that i took in 1974 became more real some 18 19 20 years later than they ever were in my entire life i found that my commitment to her was greater now than it was when we were married and Mm. uh we cohabitated we weren't really per se quote-unquote husband and wife so i went through all kinds of stuff um and it's interesting because one one thing for sure is i would say that 99.9 percent alcoholics are also codependent sure and tend to be enablers and tend to want to be of service and find out that they're causing people to be dependent on them and all the stuff that goes along with that so you this is really a timely subject, and uh, I'm right in the middle of this right now. So, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's uh, thank you for sharing that, Roger. That, that, that means a lot that you would do that. Uh, let, let's, let's look at uh, five warning signs um, 
are, are, are five key points, rather, uh, surrounded around uh, emotional dependency. And you may or may not, listeners, uh, uh, agree or you may disagree with these. Um, number one, the loss of self-esteem. Now, we talk a lot as, as people of faith that our esteem needs to be in God. And not not in self, but there is a there is a there is an element of healthy self esteem that one can um, can encourage in one's life uh, by being dependent on God, right, and raising your self esteem, your self awareness. But the loss of self esteem. So here's what it reads: is emotional dependence generates the loss of our personal esteem which can be the same as self-destruction. People who suffer from emotional dependence typically have severe self-esteem issues. That's a hard pill to swallow. If I'm emotionally dependent on everybody else to fulfill my expectations, my self-esteem issues, truth be known, probably aren't too healthy. Hmm. Would you agree with that, Roger? Roger, did we lose him? Okay, uh, we'll, we'll try and get him back. Let's see here. Uh, so while I, while I try to get him back, uh, you guys comment on that. Oof. Hit me again with the question. Tag you it, Denbert. <laughs> yeah, I'll get to it. Yeah, if we have... Are you there? Okay, um... Okay, we got we got we got Roger back. Yay! Okay, <laughs> just in time, Roger. Okay, so Denver, the, the question was if if you're if you're constantly being dependent on other people's behavior to be okay with you, you probably do not have a healthy self esteem. Correct. You're losing yourself. I mean, it, I just you have to feel good about yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what? God made you for a purpose, and you have to remember that. You know what? You cannot rely on others making that happen for you. Anthony's going, ugh. So it's, it's so, true. So, so why the response, Anthony? <laughs> uh, I've, I've felt, okay, so big news here. Yeah. I've, I've felt like a, a piece of work most of my life mm -hmm. since, you know, when, when, the, when my condition started showing up heavy. You know, my and I started losing the ability to walk and all that. Right. And so I, I, I believe that still to this day, I, I am very emotionally dependent, probably more than more than some uh, more than a lot of people. But I, that's something I've been working on is not being as emotionally dependent and being OK with me. And that's tough for me because I'm not I'm not OK with me. A lot of the days when I wake up and I'm like, oh. You know, yeah. like I forget stuff. I, I'm having a hard time walking or my head hurts or, you know, or, you know, it doesn't even have to be anything medical. It could just be, you know, yesterday was just a garbage day. And now I just don't feel I need I need that reaffirmation from somebody else. Mm -hmm. and so I think maybe I know I know that I, I'm probably a little bit more emotionally dependent than I should be. And that's wonderful to get. It is. But uh, like I said, it, remembering that. You are something God created. Right, right. That, see, yeah, yeah, but, that, that's the positive. And, and that's the part I forget. And I, I don't know why it's so easy for me to forget that I, that, you know, God sent his son to die on the cross for my sins. So 
why why do I feel like such a piece of garbage sometimes? And then I, I need that I need affirmation from somebody, some a physical person to mm-hmm. to make me feel like I'm worth anything. So yeah, this is a good topic. I, I, I like it, but it makes me feel really uncomfortable because uh, yeah, I, I imagine I am more emotionally dependent than I should be. Roger, why do you think why do you think we, we forget um, the, the, the great value God puts on us and we tear ourselves down? Why do you think we do that? I think it's because we're, we're out of direct connection with, with the Lord. I mean, if the Holy Spirit's operating with purpose in our life, uh, I think we're more focused on the true definition of who we are as a child of God. When I'm running on self-will, um, mm-hmm. all the stuff that goes with brokenness and the human fallen nature mm-hmm. is at work, is at work. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I either think I'm too cool or I think I'm not as good as others. I remember first, first beginning in sobriety, before I'd ever put my hand up, I had to... I had to assess all the shares, and if one was better than I thought I could outdo it, I wouldn't share. If I thought, well, I can one-up that, I would put my hand up and, and make some profound, stupid ah. remarks, you know? <laughs> and and it's, it's our thinking is our problem, and uh, I, I have to, I just have to stay right-sized, and I have to, I have to be the child of God, and I have to understand who he views me, what he tells me I am in his world. And then I'm okay in that moment, but I can, I can get sideways emotionally, with expectations or other people, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, it, I think it's a human nature to, uh, to have that happen. Yeah, I, I I would agree. I think it's it's part of who we are. I think it's part of our sin nature. I, I think there's par- parts of us that aren't going to change until God returns and takes us home. Uh, number two. Uh, emotional dependency, it generates a loss of identity. An emotionally dependent person is probably living in a world where their partner is the center of everything. So we could fill in that blank of partner. We could we could exchange it uh, for our our job is the center of everything. Our parents are the center of everything. Our children are the center of everything. Our home group is the center of everything. The meeting is the center of everything. The steps are the center of everything. And we can make anything, and now we're talking about idolatry to some degree. It goes on to say, uh, all their actions, desires, and behaviors are in accordance with what he or she wants. The situation causes us to become an extension of our partner or our meeting or employer, um, parent, whatever, losing our identity, the personality that characteristics uh, characterizes us and generating total dependence. In this way, we may run the risk of being physically and psychologically abused. In cases like these, it is advisable to seek professional help through therapy, which can help us overcome and avoid the situation. I found this very interesting because I, I remember experiencing emotional dependency on the people in the rooms of recovery and allowing them to take advantage of me, including a sponsor who was abusive. In other words, a sponsor says, well, if you're willing to go to any length and you'll wash my car every Saturday. If you're willing to go to any length and you'll mow my lawn every Saturday, 
That's abusive. That's not being yeah. a sponsor, Mm-mm. right? And and I see people become emotionally dependent in the rooms, right? With with each other. I mean, if so and so is at the meeting, I'm not going. Or if so and so isn't at the meeting, I'm not going. I'm not going to go unless this person takes me. Or the, and this is people that have been around a while. Um, you, you know, there's this this unhealthy dependency on the fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, and others, rather than on the God that they're pointing to. And um, but of course, this also goes with losing our identity in somebody else, a partner, a spouse, a parent, what, whatever. You want to speak to that, Roger? Well. I- I, you know, I I find this entire uh, thing just so so personal to me. I, I think that the human mind is 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 such a mess without principles and without the power of God that I can wander anywhere. I I can become part of a circumstance or a situation um, at any time. But I'm I'm aware of that today, and I have the ability to pray and the, and the power of God, and I have the principles and and so forth. But the way the mind works, I think we're susceptible to this in every waking moment. Mm. I just think all of these things play on us because of the, the broken state we're in. And, and depending on how broken emotionally we are, some of us have more issues with this than others. Yeah. I mean, I've gone through all of them, and I'm sure you have too, Monty, as well sure. as uh, Anthony and yeah, Denver. So, uh, Yeah. So Anthony, you had you had an interesting look on your face as I was sharing. I just, yeah. <laughs> Hello, pot. I'm kettle. Uh, no, I, I, it's that's not it. Uh, I, I, I related to a lot of what you're. Yeah. Uh, it, and not, not maybe not currently, but in, I'm looking back at my, my life in recovery, and I'm like, oh wow, yep, did that. Uh, still kind of do that. Oh, yep, do that. Oh. Mm. And both mm-hmm. sides of it, you know, mm-hmm. having being too much of something for somebody else and then requiring too much of others and yeah. not, not depending solely on on my higher power. And yeah, that's but that, that takes practice, doesn't it? I mean, especially yeah. when you're new in, yeah. in recovery, learning to, 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 you know, not to lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge your yeah. creator. Denver? I wander off into the shadow land still yeah. nowadays. You know, I, it, my mind, like Roger said, can run a thousand different ways. And I am thankful that now uh, I'm able to uh, refocus and talk with the Lord a little bit and settles me down mm-hmm. because I can really run with a lot of thoughts. Yeah. And I get sideways fast that way. And right. that's not going to work for me. Sideways is going to send me into a bad place. It, it, it's interesting because I read a post from a, a dear friend uh, from my high school days who, who is uh, an active member in his 12-step fellowship and who is agnostic. And he's making the statement that your religion works for you, my agnosticism works for me. He wasn't saying this to me. It was a post he, discussion he was having with somebody on, on Facebook. Um, and so his dependency is on the group his dependency is on the fellowship his dependency is on his own intellect 
Um, and right now, it seems to be working for him. He's staying sober. Don't know if he's one of us or not. Maybe he's just an alcohol abuser and he'll get away with that. Um, if he's truly an alcoholic, I don't think a human power is going to suffice for long. But but who's to say, right? Um, but this is what concerns me about people in the program that don't follow the program the way it's written. Um, Roger, would you, would you concur with that? I, I was just going to say, I, I don't know how one can say they work, do, live the steps and do it without God. Yeah. Because it's in the steps and in the program and a group, a sponsor, anything other than God, mm -hmm. there's not a power greater than myself that can restore my sanity. Yeah. It's just, it's, I need God. I need my creator. So our problem is we're broken. We don't, we're not running. We got a bug in the program that he created us with and it doesn't operate properly. And since he's the creator and the programmer, we need to go to him to, to, to have it resolved. Yeah, so you you would actually, and they do this, you would actually have to rewrite the step process to make that work, uh, and then it's no longer Alcoholics Anonymous, true? A a absolutely. You, I am so firmly resolved today that I don't know how anyone can say they do, have done, have read, and lived the 12 steps and, and don't have relationship with God. Mm -hmm. If they've actually done and worked the 12 steps the way it's instructed. Now, if they've altered that and gone sideways and they've, they've changed the steps, then it's no longer, you can call it AA, but it's not AA, not in my opinion. It's not AA. It's, right. not, it's not the 164 pages. It's not the 12 steps. It's not the 12 and 12. Right. It's something else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, in this whole term, this whole thought process of emotional sobriety and dependency, the place that always takes me when I get sideways, which can happen, you know, frequently, I have to check my motives in, in, in not only my thought process, but my decisions and then my actions. What, what am I, what's, what's the operating principle behind what I'm thinking and then what I'm going to do? Yeah. And if it doesn't match up to a principle, if it doesn't match up to God's word, if it doesn't match up with selflessness, then I shouldn't be doing it. I, if I, I have to keep it really like simple to that level so I can cut through all the craziness that goes on in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Uh, number three, uh, physical and psychological abuse by an intimate partner. Emotional dependency can cause that. At some point, the partner may perceive the other's emotional dependence. This situation can lead them to take on a dominant role and easily take advantage of the situation. This is a very common. Uh, this is very common of couples where emotional dependency is present. The person who has no emotional dependency feels free, which makes them feel entitled to exert pressure, lie, be hostile, contemptuous, and even take physical material or psychological advantage of their dominant position. What encourages this situation further? The security of the one exerting the abuse in which the dependent person probably will not explain, or excuse me, or probably not complain 
and will support everything without question. I have seen this in relationships where people will be so dependent on the other person, the other person takes full advantage of it and controls everything they're doing. And it makes me wonder who's truly emotionally dependent. The person that thinks they're in control and is abusing the other person, trying to control the other person. There's got to be some sort of unhealthy dependency going on there. There's, there's got to be. But in both cases, both people are in deep weeds. <laughs> what you thinking, Anthony? Uh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> um, I've been, I've been, in, I think both sides of that. You've been on both sides of that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, more, more the, more the, the one being controlled. Mm-hmm. But I, I have played both roles. Yeah. here's number four isolation and loss of social skills finding ourselves in such an unpleasant energy wasting situation like emotional dependence on a partner or meeting or boss or parent I mean you can fill in the blank right internally consumes us not feeling free and without strength will lead us little by little to isolate ourselves from our social environment with our friends and family. This isolation also gradually encourages the loss and non-development of personal social skills. Moving ourselves away from our environment and reality invites us to be blind to our own life and unconsciously increases emotional dependency. Man, I am telling you, when we become emotionally dependent on other people and then they don't meet our needs or our perceived needs, then we get bitter, we get resentful, we back away, we stop going to church, we stop going to meetings, we stop hanging out with our friends, we start, we start to isolate and we become the lone wolf because we're sick and tired of other people's behavior because we're so emotionally dependent on it. And, and this has happened to me. I've, I've, I've closed myself off. It's like, heck with the world. Mm-hmm. I don't want nothing to do with it. You know, so I'm going to just kind of fold myself up in this human origami cocoon, right, and not let anybody in. Now, that's different. And I'm looking at Denver because Denver appreciates his alone time. That's a, that's, that's a different thing than enjoying your independence and your alone time. What I'm talking about is something that drives you deep into a place where you don't let anybody in. Denver? Dependency uh, on any level Mm -hmm. can bring destruction when it lets you down. And it will most of the time, I've realized, yeah. You know, people, places, things are going to let me down. And if I'm dependent on it, I'm headed for some heartbreak or self-destruction mm-hmm. or whatever else is coming along. So, yeah. I love my social interaction with people. Yeah. And as you know, I do like my privacy, too. I think it's a comfortable balance in my life. Now that I've, you know, here I'm 61 and and kind of come to a a spot where I'm comfortable with who I am. Mm -hmm. I'm not dependent on 
somebody I like people to like me yeah but I'm not dependent on you liking me if you don't like me I guess you right. know what I, I can get along without it I'm not gonna let it destroy my life so there's a big difference between liking your alone time out in your backyard on the porch swing, enjoying the birds and having a cup of coffee, yeah, and, or even spending a whole day like that, and you rec- know, or reclusing, or re- you know, or yeah, or 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 folding up into a ball of right, yeah. There's a big difference. Yeah, I don't curl up and go, uh, you know, I I appreciate hmm. being alone. I, I think okay. I think one one is running to something, one is running from something. And, yeah. and thank and when, you. When yeah. you're running from it, you're in trouble. You're trouble, yeah. Anthony. Like what do you think? Uh, no, I, I completely. You hit it on the head. One is running from something, and one is running to right. something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I I I like I like this whole idea. Uh, this isolation also gradually encourages the loss and non-development of personal social skills. We see this in very young people, uh-huh. right? I see, I see it going on everywhere. Yeah. And this recent little COVID experience oh my gosh. has not helped the situation no. at no. all. No. We have ripped off today's youth Yes, by locking them in their houses and in their... We might as well just stuck them into, in a closet and said, okay, don't come out until it's all clear. But muzzled right? them and muzzled kept them, them yeah. down. But you know what? They're, they 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 comply easily to it because they for years they've been hiding behind their video games mm-hmm. and TV sets and 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 staying at home. I mean, the lack of uh, the decrease in social interaction in in our world today has been going on for a very long time, and it's been very unhealthy. But it has also paved the way to make it easier for people. To hide behind their doors, right? To accept it. What do you think, Raj? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we have definitely worked. You know, Satan's alive and well, and he's destroying the home. Has been that's been his whole goal, and now he's uh, destroying the children. And you know, as opposed to through video games and television, you know, now it's been demanded or you right. know so forth by the government. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I, one thing I find that when I get those restless irritable discontent thoughts mm-hmm. um, the concept of acceptance as dr paul wrote is huge to me and then also the entire serenity prayer are two things that when i exercise them they get me right back in proper relationship with god and the holy spirit yeah and w- when i don't i'm restless irritable and discontented it's it's really that simple yeah. it ain't easy to do but that is a simple methodology for for relieving my mind from being wherever it's going. Sure. And I don't like to be running from things, but that's that's our that's our humanist tends to do that. Yeah. Uh, number five, the last one here is sudden changes in mood. Emotional dependency is a psychological disorder manifested in many different ways. The dependent person suffers from sudden mood changes throughout the day. Suffering from this emotional state will cause a person to experience depression, stress, and anxiety. All of this promotes a sense of guilt, inner emptiness, high levels of jealousy, and most of all, fear. These symptoms can only be calmed by the presence of their partner or the one they're dependent on, but is paradoxically caused 
by their absence. So the emotionally dependent person, the only way that they can be soothed is if that person is around and acting the way they want them to. And we know that it's just temporary. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no final solution there. What if that person passes away? What if that person doesn't show up? I yeah, I remember wow, this is I I, I sit back and I and I think about this guy and it's hard for me to identify with him to the degree that I could before. And I'm talking about myself when I was about uh, probably my late 20s. I would make, I would, I, uh, in my mind, I would make a plan with you to go do something. I would say, you know, uh, hey, Anthony, Denver, Roger, let's all go to the coast next week. And you all go, yeah, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Let's talk about that more on Thursday night. Thursday night comes and goes. I'm showing up at your door Friday morning and none of you are home. And I'm out looking and hunting you down because we made plans. We didn't make any plans. But in my head, I had this whole scenario worked out. You see the control issues there? You know, and now I'm crushed because you guys don't like me. I lived like that for a very long time and how did I soothe it? Substances. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and I, I watch people that I work with on a regular basis complaining and scratching their heads and hitting their head against the wall, figuratively speaking, over other people's behavior over and over and over and over again. And, and no matter how much you talk about emotional sobriety, and unenforceable rules and and all the ways to help yourself develop a dependence on God and not on people. Um, sometimes it's so frustrating because they just don't seem to get it. But guess what? It took me years to get it. And then something happened. I It's got to be God because I, I don't think it was my great practice of the tools of the steps. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't think I was perfect at it by any means. It 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 had to be God, uh, you know, working in my life. I'll second that motion, Monty. Yeah, <laughs> ask my <laughs> wife. <laughs> Camera's falling, Anthony. Anthony's Anthony's running away. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Wait! Don't leave us. Anthony will be back. Um. Yeah. So this is tough stuff to look at because I don't think any of us like to admit that we have been emotionally dependent and kind of in charge of our own destruction. Uh-huh. Right? I think the, the healthiest thing we can do is to admit it and have candid and open discussions about it Yeah. and pray about it. It takes the power out of it, for, at least for me. I, when, right. when I talk, look, I don't have, if I have secrets, I'm in trouble. And I don't have any secrets anymore. I got, I got all the brokenness and emotional, you know, inabilities that that other people have, and I know it. I'm aware right. of them, and and I don't like them. So it's like, okay, so now what? All right, so now you got these issues. What are you going to do about it? And that's, yeah. I think that's what the program teaches us to do. And I think that's what God said. You know, come to me, all you that are heavy laden and burdened. Come to me. I will give you rest. Well, there's the answer. 
but we don't want to do that. We want to, we want to find some other way to do it, which is just, that's pure insanity. <laughs> we want to find our way. Yeah. Well, and it, <laughs> you know, and it's, and it speaks to this, this, uh, this injustice we do with each other and ourselves when we settle for walking into a room of people supposedly practicing a 12-step or recovery program, three-step, two-step, 12-step, whatever, that limit themselves to drinking bad coffee and talking about their day, depending on that to get them through. And then when they relapse, blaming it on the fact that they weren't there drinking bad coffee, whining about their day. I mean, it, it's ludicrous. Yeah, and we hear it all the time. And we hear it all the time. You know, um, I, I, I talked to a guy the other day that I, I'm doing a 12-step workshop right now with a group of men, and this guy's working on something else, not even paying attention. And I asked him, I say, what, tonight, what did I say? What did I talk about? And he couldn't tell me. I said, oh, you're referring to the fact that I was working on another project during your workshop. I said, well, yeah. I mean, what's going on? And he goes, oh, I've done these workshops a hundred times. The very next day, the guy, the guy shows up high out of his mind. Throwing yeah, up. I think the and, appropriate question or response to him would be, well, if you've done it so many times, you have so much information, why don't you share it with the group? Well, you know what? I, 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 I thought about it later. I thought, okay, well, big shot. Let's have you teach the workshop next week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness sakes. All right. Uh, closing thoughts on the topic of emotional dependency. Denver, I'll go with you first. Oh, Emotional dependency, huh? Well, I rely on God a lot. Uh, <coughs> me, I'm all over the board if I let myself. Yeah. I really need to just stay focused on my higher power. And it's, if I can do that, I'm going to make it through the day. Cool. And that's the way I need to roll day by day. Anthony, closing thoughts on emotional dependency. Uh, I'm right there with Denver uh, for the most part. Uh, but I, I've noticed that I, uh, through, through this topic this morning, I've noticed that in some areas I'm very emotionally dependent. And in some areas I'm very the other way. Like I'm the person that is that dependence for somebody else. Uh, but like he was saying, I need to be dependent on God. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, that's, that's huge. Sorry about the getting up. Oh, that's middle. okay. Uh, Roger closing thoughts. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Ooh. Encourage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. There you go. There you go. If you'd like to comment on this week's show, please drop us an email at take12radio at comcast.net. If you're on Podomatic, you can comment there. If you're on YouTube, you can comment there. Remember, uh, all of our shows and archives of our shows can be heard on all major podcasting platforms. Or visit us at take12radio.com and click on any of those links. We have a one of my favorite words, a plethora of shows 
a plethora of shows and workshops and recovery music. Uh, click on the recovery music banner. There's a whole bunch of different recovery music shows there for you with with hundreds of recovery recording artists. And um, one such artist is a gentleman by the name of Josh Wilson. Uh, this closing song with Josh uh, is entitled, I Refuse. He refuses to do nothing. He is going to be active uh, in, in the helping and serving other people. He's just not going to say a prayer or two and then walk away. He refuses to be still. He's going to move forward. He's not going to bask in emotional dependency. He's going to stay emotionally sober and walk through the difficult times and be part of the solution and not part of the problem. So here is our closing song, Mr. Josh Wilson, I Refuse. Here's Josh.
Mr. Josh Wilson. For more of his great positive music, visit his website at joshwilsonmusic.com. So let me ask you a question. Are you just standing by soaking in all the great stuff recovery has for you and not giving back? Have you fallen into a slump? Get back on the horse. Give back what's been so freely given to you. And let me tell you, the outcome will always be for your benefit. One of the ways you can do that is join us here at Take 12 Recovery Radio by downloading our brand new flyer, as mentioned before in this show. Remember, visit us at Take12Radio.com. Scroll to the bottom of the page and click on Download Our Flyer. And there you'll have two choices for a flyer. And uh, we want you to have those. Please print them out, hand them out wherever you can. We would appreciate it so much. And so would all of those who have not yet experienced the recovery talk and positive music of Take 12 Recovery Radio. All right. Until our next broadcast, this is the Monty Man along with the Take 12 Recovery Radio family. And we are wishing God's perfect serenity for you. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. This is a place. Kitty, 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 kitty. Meow, meow, meow. Woof, woof.